Welcome to the Couragepreneur Podcast. The podcast for people who want to be more resilient in life and business by developing their courage muscle to live life, love life, and be their absolute best. Now, let's go live to your host, Pix Jonathan. G'day there and welcome to the latest episode of the Couragepreneur podcast. Pix Jonathan here and I have the honour and privilege of interviewing the amazing Dr. Erica Harris. So welcome and thank you, Erica. Oh, thank you, Pix. I'm so honoured to be here with you today. Thank you for inviting me. And you're tuning in all the way from British Columbia, Can- Vancouver, Canada. Canada. <laughs> That's right, right in Vancouver. Fantastic. And we connected through the awesome Paul Rogers. So a big shout out to Paul as well, who I'm actually going to be interviewing very shortly. So oh. yeah, that just shows the power of global communications, doesn't it? Sure does. Yeah. And you've got a really absolutely inspirational story. Like there's one thing after the other, after the other. So you are the epitome of courage too, Erica. So I'm really looking forward to our interview. Oh, thank you. I'm really honored by those words. Yeah, yeah. And so I just want to start out with Erica. What does courage mean to you? Courage means the ability to stay the course when the storm is blowing hard, right? And just to find your way through the dark and light up from within and be your own light from within. I love that. And it's all about yourself. You have to put that proverbial oxygen mask on yourself first. And, you know, as I say, when you can't go outside, you go inside. So looking after yourself and and self-care is self-full. It's a lot of people think it's selfish, don't they, Erica? But it's actually self-full and soulful. And being selfful it's actually not selfish it's actually soulful so you have to put that proverbial oxygen mask on yourself and and that's what courage is actually looking after yourself first isn't it Erica yes just this notion of self-care that so many of us overlook on our journeys and especially in my role as a young mom before I was diagnosed right Mm -hmm. you were so conscious of all of those around us and being that caregiver for so many that we often overlook ourselves so it's so important that idea of self-care exactly and we're all about courage and people have highs and lows on their journey you touched on your journey of you know recovering from cancer so what was one time you've had so many Erica but was there one time that you were feeling less than courageous gosh so many times my journey was so long right? And so many storms back to back to back, just when I would would seemingly come up for a gulp of air, I would be pulled right back down just as fast. And it was so hard. There were so many moments where I just didn't even feel I had the strength to stay the course for another day, hour or minute ahead. And I would repeat what I call my personal power statement in those times. And my personal power statement really comes from a very personal moment of when I was first diagnosed with leukemia, I didn't know how to explain this really big word of cancer to my children. children. They were, Mm. they were so tiny at the time. My, my youngest, um, I had still been nursing him. He had just turned two and my oldest um, was nearly five, but still four. And so I knew well that they wouldn't understand that big Mm. word cancer. Mm. Right. But I also knew well that if I use that word that I myself would crumble just because that word comes with so many feelings. Connotations, of doesn't and, it? Yeah. Right. And just mm. this overwhelming 
you know, these overwhelming feelings of hurt and grief and fear that all come in tow with that big word, right? And um, with leukemia, it's all just so sudden. It's, it's life interrupted. The carpet is pulled out from under you in the blink of an eye. And so, so much was happening all at this time. I went from completely healthy, or so I thought, to mm. being admitted to hospital within hours. And mm. it was all such a, such a steep learning curve. But I took this diagnosis. And with leukemia, you lack really any functional blood cells. Mm -hmm. So platelets, red blood cells, and white blood cells. And um, I really just had no white blood cells whatsoever upon diagnosis. So I basically explained this big diagnosis to my children um, as in the, in the way that mummy was just lacking these fighters that we all have fighters to fight colds and bugs, but mummy just, her fighters just weren't as strong as they needed to be. And mummy needed to go to the hospital where they had the tools and the know-how and the people to make mummy's fighters stronger again. And this was something that they could relatively understand. And, um, it was, you know, comprehensible to them. Mm. And so as we were packing up and getting ready to leave for the hospital on this really dark and dire of all days, my oldest, um, who always has this beautiful way of making any room a brighter and happier space. My youngest is very much more so reflective and he Mm -hmm. has the most intuitive comments, but my oldest is just this little bundling ball of sunshine in this sense. And he just turned around and he said, go fighters, go mama in the most empowering of ways. And this tiny little sentence was so full of so much hope and so much promise, so much encouragement and so Mm. much positivity that this became instantly what I refer to as my personal power. And Mm. anytime picks that I felt I lacked the strength to stay the course through many of those unimaginable indignities Mm -hmm. that were to follow, I would repeat this power statement to myself, sometimes even like violently shouting it out in my head, like go fighters, go mama, go fighters, go mama. And without fail, it always honed me back in on my North star mm. and on, on the prize at the end of the line. Right. It always yeah. kept me, kept me honed in on my sense of purpose as yeah. well and why I was fighting that fight of fight. So this personal power statement was really instrumental to me. I mean, I could make a, a list of other tools that I've yeah. used, yeah. visualizations yeah. and others, but, but mm. this personal power statement was really really Mm. so impactful for me and that's really encouraging for people because like terminal cancer or leukemia and that is all throughout your body and I have a I guess a lot of empathy for you because I lost my own mum through leukemia she had a lot of things wrong but it was leukemia that ultimately took her life and that's all through your body it's not like localized so you had it all throughout and I love that personal power statement and your little boy like how how beautiful is that go fighters and being a single mom you are everything to them so congratulations to that and yeah Yeah. just you know my little Santa hat off to you and for those that can't see the recording Um, because we are an audio as well I do have a Santa hat on because it is the week before Christmas and Erica has a beautiful sunflower beside her and that is just a ray of hope and sunshine and positivity and that's exactly what Erica espouses as well so okay so you were feeling less than courageous when you got your diagnosis what was one time you were really feeling like on top of the world yep I've got this I've got this beat or whatever another positive story of hope 
encouraged? Sure. So um, I think it was kind of almost the opposite. So when I was first diagnosed, I really considered when I first started in the hospital, I really considered this all just to be a blip, a blip on the journey. I will be fine. Um, I this is just a little detour from mm. my from my highway, right? Mm. And I really had this firm belief that as long as I was very upbeat and positive, mm. that I would survive and thrive mm. through it all. And one of my biggest awakenings on this journey was really to let that, I don't know, I wouldn't call it fake positivity, mm-hmm. but you know, I would, I would really honor the gift of being real and being yeah. vulnerable about mm-hmm. it. And at first I would entertain over 60 guests per day to my hospital room and I would invite them to come watch me on my exercise bike, pushing two huge poles of chemotherapy down the hall, bald as bald could be, sick as sick could be, but not even wanting to acknowledge it to myself, Mm -hmm. right? And Mm -hmm. not even creating these walls to not feel all those feelings we just talked about with that word cancer, all the Mm -hmm. angst, all the Mm -hmm. hurt, all the grief that comes into. I would ask my 60 guests per day, you know, what they wanted from the, from the water fountain, ice or no ice. Like I really served as the hostess with the mostest on this journey. And, and I just wouldn't let it sink in. Mm -hmm. But those four white walls Mm -hmm. of my hospital room, really, they start to talk, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. all of those guests, they leave, they get to go to work, they get Mm -hmm. to go have dinner Mm -hmm. with their families, they get to go for that picnic, and you're the one that's left in there. And, um, and over time, you know, those, those four white walls at night when no one else was there, they would hear, the grief. they would hear the angst, Mm. but then by daytime, I would conceal that all up again. Mm -hmm. And one of my friends had even said, gosh, of any of us to be diagnosed with cancer, like it's the luckiest that it's you because you're so positive and you're going to be, there's Mm. almost this inherent societal pressure to be positive. Mm. Right. Yeah. I once read about toxic positivity. It's almost like you said that fake positivity and like, I'm like you very positive, very upbeat, but Hey, we are human and we have the highs and the lows. And that's why I love sharing other people's stories because not only do we share their highlights, we share their lowlights, but how they've got through them. So yeah, I just love the fact that, yeah, the walls do talk and the most important piece of real estate on the planet is a six inches between your ears. Right. And, yes. you know, I love the fact that you entertain those guests and there's a part of the brain, the amygdala, that what you focus on is what you, br- what you think about is what you bring about. And as you said, it's not that false positivity. It is reality. So I love that. Thank you so much. And you've shared so it. many traits for being courageous there. And we'll move on to, I love um, acronyms. So I've got an acronym for courage, Erica, and for our listeners. So how do you connect and best communicate with others? How do I best communicate with others? and connect. Mm. Oh, especially in this this world of COVID? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so my, my mission moving forward is that even with all of these 60 visitors per day, you can still feel so alone unless you're really navigating this journey with someone else and you have the support of mm-hmm. someone who really truly gets the hardship yeah. of this journey. And so this is why I serve in the capacity that I do now. And I really try to serve as a friend who really gets it, mm-hmm. um, gets the heart of adversity, right? And, and, and to share these tools to stay the course and to help others thrive through adversity. And so, yeah, I serve now as a TEDx motivational speaker. Mm-hmm. I serve as a motivational life coach, helping others best navigate through adversity and really use their adversities mm. to 
take a good look around, right? And to really see what needs to be changed and to really transform and mm. use those journeys as, as an opportunity to do yeah. so through so adversity. You, you use your voice and your story and your journey to best connect. And as I said, we connected via LinkedIn from a referral from a mutual friend, Paul. So again, kudos to him. And it's all about being open-minded. And that is our next letter. So you're very open-minded and have an open heart, Erica. So how, how do you um, have that open heart for people? Like how do you keep being so positive and open-hearted and open-minded? Well, I think it's just really understanding the depth of the hurt, right? Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, no matter what we're all going through, so many people reach out to me and say, gosh, I haven't been through anything as significant as what you've been through. But at the end of the day, hurt is hurt. Mm. Pain is pain. Grief is grief. It's a commonality, that thread that connects us all, right? And so really helping others to open up the conversation Mm -hmm. about hurt, creating that safe Mm -hmm. space for them to be vulnerable, and then using that energy, right, to fueling them forward on their journeys and in their, and in their fight of fights, right? I love that you said, you know, just allowing that safe space for others to open up, because there's a saying, you know, we do business with those we know, like, and trust. Business is all about people. And when you provide, or you or we provide you know, that safe space to build those relationships, that's when they open up and it allows us to open up. So, yeah, yeah, just such beautiful sharing there and opening of your heart. So now, Erica, you're uniquely you. What makes Dr. Erica Harris uniquely you? Oh, gosh, um, my vim and vigor and passion for life, (laughs) I would say. I just love to own literally every second and Mm -hmm. soak in the days and take advantage of all the beauty that we're gifted in this great world and, and really just feel it, right? Mm -hmm. Feel the life that we're gifted. Yeah. 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 And I mean, we're so in sync with that. Like we live every day and we love every day and we're all about not only living, we're also about giving. So yeah. Congratulations for being amazing. (laughs) And you. you. And you. Thank you. Thank you. And our next letter in our courage acronym is R for real relationships. What, is one real um, relationship tip to develop real ones because, you know, there's so many fake and authentic relationships and they can be business or personal out there. But can you provide our listeners with one tip um, for developing real relationships? Yeah, just really connecting with those feelings, Mm -hmm. right, of the journey. And it's not just I've been diagnosed with cancer, but how do you feel about that diagnosis, Mm, right? mm. And, and asking your spouse or your partner, how do you feel about being in this role? And what is happening with you, you know, as you're going through this and really taking that time out at the end of the day, maybe even five minutes, just telling Mm. each other, this is what happened in my day. And this is actually how I felt about it, right? Mm. And then the other person shares as well, but just taking 10 minutes out at the end of the day to really connect on those feelings that that fundamental level of how we feel about something like I don't I don't I don't just care that somebody sees a a green tree or you know whatever it is I wonder how you feel about that right and I think those feelings is what really connects us yeah that's such a valid point because it's not really what happens to you it's how you handle it but it's the feelings the emotions that you attach to that incident like when you hear a song you might think oh gosh that was played at somebody's funeral and you'll be 
down because it's the feelings that you attach to that song. Conversely, when I put out a Katy Perry or Alicia Keys pump up song, I feel positive. So it's the feelings attached. So thank you so much for sharing that. And I do encourage our listeners to take heed of that. What are the feelings attached to the words you say and the words that other people say? It's behind, yeah. it's kind of the feelings behind the words and the actions and, and everything. You're so right. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Now you're Miss Positivity and you have an amazing <laughs> attitude, Erica. So A is our next letter. How do you maintain your amazing attitude? I would say again, that personal power statement. So not just during my illness, was that a prevalent force, but also now, right? So let's say I'm, you know, as a single mama of two boys Mm -hmm. who are now um, 10 and 13, I'm just so lucky to get to be mommy, but Mm -hmm. you know, they can always have sibling rivalry and chaos ensues, right? And so that's enough for you know, all of us as parents to kind of get a little bit more uptight, right? And, and, mm-hmm. and in that chaotic environment, but instantly, I think I've just practiced this so much, right? Like tuning into my power statement. And even now in those moments, let's say instantly, I repeat my power statement and it draws me back down where I'm like, oh my goodness, I am just so lucky to get to be here mm, in this moment mm. to help them navigate through this yeah. adversity. Mm. And I'm not saying after everything I've gone through with terminal leukemia and a bone marrow transplant and a double lung transplant and divorce that, you know, despite all of these immense hardships, there have been so many more blessings mm-hmm. on every step of the journey. It's just really how we choose to see it. It's, it's the lens through which we choose to pick to see our world through. And, you know, if you're really struggling with your perspective, choose your brightest lens to yeah. see your world through. Mm, that's great. Choose your brightest lens. What a gold nugget. And you actually segued into our next letter, which is G, which is grateful and growing. So what is one thing you're, can, out of everything, is there one particular thing you're grateful for, Eric? Gosh, I am so grateful just to get to be mom. Mm. I am so grateful for all the blessings that this has brought. And to be honest, probably the biggest blessing for me is this calm in my heart Mm -hmm. that I've never Mm -hmm. otherwise had before. I've always been very go, 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 go and fueled by other people. Mm. And it's not that I'm not, that still is definitely part of me, but I've Mm. grown to really love being with Mm. me, myself and I, Mm. and the calm that that Mm. brings, right? Mm. And my previous self with my boys, I would have been like, okay, they love to build forts at the the beach. And I would have been like, run, 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 you've got five minutes and then go, go, go. And then we'd have X, Y, Z to do after. But now I just pick a log, I cross my little legs and I can watch them frolic on the beach for hours. Yeah, I so so resonate with that because we are human beings, not human doings. And I was the same. Like 24 hours in a day, I'm awake, so many hours, 16, 17, 18, whatever. I had to do something in every moment. For me to sit and be present, I felt like I was actually being selfish and not doing. But then I realised that, wow, I have to do this. And meditation has been huge in my life, more so the last two years. And the last 12 months, I've been fortunate to be a beach crew leader um, for meditation. And I'm not a yogi or guru, nothing like that. It's simply just holding space. And it's all about the breath work and being present in the moment. So that is so valid. Like, you know, go out, sit on a log, just be. You don't have to do Yeah. Mm. So I I would say, I guess I'm most grateful for this journey for honing me in and bringing me back to the power right here and right Mm. now. Mm. And that is where my mindset lies. And it's such a big gift. 
Yeah. And as I said, I'm all about acronyms. And I love your PS, your power statement, or your PPS, your personal yeah. power statement. <laughs> so, yeah, thank Aww. you for sharing that little um, tip and gold nugget there. Obviously, we both enjoy life, Erica, but how do you enjoy life? Like, you've got your two beautiful boys, 10 and 13, and you know, you love where you live and you've been through so much, but how do you enjoy life? Yeah, so multifactorial here. I love to give back and mm-hmm. breathing breathing through the lungs of another now and having mm. the bone marrow of another flowing through mm. every part of me. I just feel so compelled to this idea of service and contribution yeah. and sharing this story to mm. serve as a beacon of hope and mm. light for others even in the face of hearing no or a two month terminal prognosis and how to inspire others to fight. So that's really, really important to me. Um, Now I'm not sure, and this is unscripted, but Canadian laws, are you able to find out who your donor are donors are? I mean, I'm not asking for names, but you, ah, we have spoken about this. Yes. Yeah. Share with our listeners about um, your donors. Sure. So for my bone marrow transplant donor back in 2012, my only brother had proven not to be a match. And so this worldwide search had been hailed on my behalf to find Mm -hmm. a perfect donor. Mm -hmm. And I was really overwhelmed with support from so many who wanted to be my perfect match. And believe it or not, my perfect 10 out of 10 golden match was a complete stranger Mm. who rose, who rose Mm. to help from halfway around the world in Germany, just this young mountaineering adventurer who Mm -hmm. was just compelled himself to do good for the world. And Mm -hmm. only because of him was I gifted a second chance. And, um, his last name, I'm sure pronounced very differently in his home country of Germany as Hoppe, but to me, it's hope for all the hope Mm -hmm. that he brought Mm -hmm. to my journey. Um, I just knew as soon as I knew that he had been established as this perfect donor that I would not only survive, but that I would truly, truly thrive. And mm-hmm. we are now official Facebook friends. Oh, and I how have, beautiful is that? I know. Oh, and we had talked. Goosebump we had moment. Actually, we had mm. actually talked about meeting this summer, but darn mm. COVID. Yeah. Um, and so in time, it'll happen when we actually yes. meet yeah. the phase. Mm. Um, but in the meantime, I send him all these little Canadian care packages. Yeah. Um, oh, if, gosh. If I'm, skiing, if I'm skiing up at Whistler, I'll pass my phone over to like a German instructor who I can hear on the lift with us. And I'm like, can you please write him a note in German? Yeah. And he's always oh. quite skiing, but I, I always say, you know, and then, and then anytime I'm standing on mountains, like, I'm always sticking out my chest, right? Mm, I just mm. want to show my, I want to show my lung donor the mm, world, mm. right? And so um, I take my lung donor with me everywhere as well. Yeah, I obviously mm. am able to meet him devastatingly. Mm, yeah. But, mm-hmm. um, um, yeah, sure. We'll do. Um, so amazing. And, you know, you're just on an, an incredible journey. It's just so powerful. And you're such a positive beacon of hope and courage and inspiration. And I asked you, Erica, what is one thing about courage you'd like our listeners to take action on? Because not only knowledge is powerful, applied knowledge is even more powerful. So what is one thing about courage you want our listeners to take action on? Sure. Create your own personal power statement, mm. right? Something with a something very concise, something with a with an action word that inspires you to move mm-hmm. to greatness. For me, it's go fighters, go mama. For you, it could be don't stop believing from journey. It could yeah. be um, 
I don't know, right, said Fred, I'm too sexy, whatever resonates yeah. with you, yeah. right, that moves you to greatness mm-hmm. through hard days, and points you to your own North Star, mm-hmm. and that golden prize at the end of it all. Yeah. So go out there and write your own power statement, your own personal power statement to find your North Star. And, you know, it's not that quantum leaf, although that can happen sometimes, it is just basically one step in front of the other. And certainly as a, you know, someone diagnosed with terminal cancer with such a short, you know, prognosis, um, it was one step in front of the other, really. So encouraging people to go out and literally be courageous and write their own personal power statement. So thank you so much, Erica. It's been so much fun. So how can people best connect with you? I'm sure they want to find out more about you and follow your journey of hope and inspiration and courage. So what's the best way for people to reach out to you? Sure. Thank you. They can find me at risetoday.com. Feel free to email motivation at risetoday.com. I am on Instagram and LinkedIn as Dr. Erica Harris, and I am here to serve. Thank you so much. And, you know, those that give really are the ones that get receive as well. So the heart that gives gathers. So I love that. Yeah. But um, thank you so much, Erica. Um, you know, as I said, you're a true beacon of hope and courage and inspiration and, and proud mama to your two gorgeous boys. So wishing you a happy, healthy and prosperous and abundant life. And thank you so much for oh. being a guest today. Thank you, Pigs. It's been an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to the Couragepreneur podcast. If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe so you're the first to know each time we publish a new show. Are you ready to live more courageously and be more resilient? And you know this is something you need help with. We've created a gift just for you. It's the Trilogy of Courage special podcast series. And you can access at pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. That's pixjohnnison.com forward slash podcast series. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.